If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the Get in Touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com. And the Hardworking Woman's Guide to Money, available either on our website, KT's Money Matters, or on Amazon. Or of course, you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey there, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters, coming to you with my tips and quips about money. And today, I have kind of like a little bit of a rant about money. So for those of you who know me well, you've got to know that student loan debt is one of those things that I think about as crazy. In fact, right now, it's about $1.4 trillion. And we've talked about it in the past, but I wanted to raise it because I think about Elizabeth Warren's new plan to just wipe it all away and how we might get the ultra wealthy to pay for our taxes. Now, usually I try not to be too political, but I got to tell you, this kind of just rubs me the wrong way. Not because I'm one of those ultra rich people that are going to have to pay the tax, but because I understand something that many people don't really understand, which is a lot of the cost of college education isn't tied up in the cost of tuition, but is wrapped around things like the college experience, you know, housing, the campus life, a semester abroad. When you see people that have these really high student loan debts, a lot of times, a lot of this debt has been because they're on the five-year program. They don't get out in four years. They live on college campus, maybe even when they don't have enough money to do that, when maybe they should have been a commuter student, that parents, and parents, you got to know, I'm talking about you, the ones that let the kids sign their names to these big loans with the idea that they'll have to pay them back like everybody else, have buried these kids. So now let's talk about who else is responsible for shoveling dirt on this generation. Maybe Elizabeth Warren's former employer, maybe Harvard, costs $69,000 a year to go to Harvard and stay on the campus. How about Yale? $75,000 a year. Okay, KT, well, those are Ivy League schools, and then we all know they cost about $70,000. But when the biggest schools charge the most, what ends up happening is everyone else can charge more. How about Merrimack College, right in Massachusetts? A nice little private four-year college. They have a great engineering program. Almost $62,000 a year. See, when you need to go and you need to live on campus, you need to understand that what you're paying for when you're financing this is everything. You are paying for tuition. You are paying for room and board. You are paying for food. You are paying for materials. You are paying for the new computer. That college is not just expensive from the point of tuition. In fact, you could pay $50,000 a year at Harvard if you didn't want to live in college. So you have to really understand that what we're talking about when we talk about $1.4 trillion is four years, often five years, of a lifestyle marketed by universities who have tax-exempt preference and large endowments to get you to go there and spend and borrow more money to be there. 
I'll be back right after the break. Your host, KT Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. So based on a ranking at the end of 2017, the top 10 universities in terms of endowment, number one, Princeton, number two, Harvard, number three, Yale. Now we're talking about lots and lots of money. In fact, we're talking about 37 billion with a B. So if we have an endowment that has 37 billion generating costs of tuition at $70,000 a year, partly to pay for very qualified, but also fairly expensive university staff with tenure. And those same people are saying, hey, let's just charge this on to the wealthy and we can just make this all go away. I think we really have to question what's happening in the education system of our country. What exactly made college an event versus an education? So it used to be that you went to college to get an education and you paid a certain amount of money for it. But now colleges have gotten great at selling the experience. And now it's not surprising to me that a university professor comes up with the idea that we should just make all that debt go away. But nobody actually says, I know maybe we should tax the universities that have these great big endowments to say, pay for some of this tuition expense themselves. Why should wealthy people be on the hook for a business that clearly Harvard is benefiting from? I don't know. I always think about a not-for-profit as like, you know, the dog kennel or the place where you bring um, clothes that go to the Salvation Army. We don't really think about them as having 37 billion. By the way, that's just the endowment. That doesn't include things like the real estate and the value of all of that and how valuable the real estate is that they don't pay any tax on that as well. So when we're thinking about who to blame for the 1.4 trillion and therefore who maybe should have to kick in to making it go away, I personally believe universities should have to be in the game. This idea of taking any child to fill a seat, even though that child really isn't the kind of child that they're trying to draw, and then charging them the most because it's a business. They're not really acting like a not-for-profit business. It's not like a hospital where they have to take in poor people. They only take in who they want and lend or gift the appropriate money to attract the right kids. And the thing they know is they can sell that experience to kids that can't decide whether or not it's worth it or not. And they can make a lot of money on that. And because they're a nonprofit, they don't pay taxes on that money. And as a result, we have 1.4 trillion for people not making enough money. And we have no one to blame but ourselves. The advice we gave our children and the universities who were happy to take their money while calling it a not-for-profit business. Now, I have a lot of friends and clients who are teachers, and I don't mean this to be 
you know, my angry rant. But when we think about who is responsible, we need to understand that all of us are responsible. We're responsible for what we, what kind of things we encourage people to pursue. We're responsible for the financial decisions we allow our children to make while they're still children. And we are responsible for the truth. And the truth is, in order to get a great job in an industry that requires an education, your child will need an education. Does your child need a semester abroad? If you can pay for it. Does your child need to live in the dorm? Again, if you can pay for it. If your child needs to come out of college with $200,000 in debt in order to live away at a university and you have no way to help them with that, you owe them the truth, which is that's a really bad investment decision because they will spend their whole lives getting out. Now, do I think it's fair? No, I don't think it's fair. I think it's a corrupt system where people are paying too much money, don't understand what they're borrowing, and frankly, we have a generation of people that are never getting out. But do I think it's as simple as deciding that the wealthy people will just pay for it without actually looking at the root of the problem? And the root of the problem is college education has been growing at twice the rate of inflation for more than 25 years. And even though it's been stable for the last couple of years, the bottom line is anything growing at twice the rate of inflation for the last 25 years going unchecked is a problem in an economy where we're trying to help people move forward. Now, I'm not sure I believe in like the idea that everybody can have a free education, but I do think that people should be able to access some level of college for free. You know, the kind of college I had, you know, where I went to school all day and I worked because that's what I could afford. I was lucky to get a scholarship that helped me pay some of my expenses. And frankly, college wasn't that expensive in 1981, but it's incredibly expensive today. In fact, it would be impossible really for somebody to do what I did in the 80s today because the cost is too high. So does it need to change? Yes. And I think it should start with the colleges that have the top 10 biggest endowments. And frankly, when you look at things like the university blues, this most recent scandal about how wealthy people are spending ridiculous amounts of money to get their children in colleges like the University of Southern Cal, you got to ask yourself, what do people value and what are people paying for? This has just gotten crazy. Frankly, it's time to reel it back in and to be honest with yourselves about what you're buying and how, if ever, you're gonna be able to pay for it. To Elizabeth Warren, I say, I would look a little closer to home for how it is this debt should be managed because with these big endowments, you kinda have to ask yourself, how could I really be a not-for-profit with $37 billion in the bank? So there's my rant. I love politics season. I'm not really a lover of a particular party, but I got to admit, sometimes people say things that just make me crazy. This feels very self-serving and I felt a need to just scream it out. Sorry, Elizabeth. 
to my Money Matters community. If I offended anybody, I'm sorry, but I would love to get your feedback. So feel free to jump on the KT's Money Matters Facebook page and tell me what you think about that. Who should be responsible? Did you pay off your debts all by yourself? Are you still paying them? Can you buy a house because you have them? Can you, buy a, can you not buy a house because you have them? Do you wish that you knew when you were in high school what it was you were signing up for before you got out so that you could understand this? Should there be better disclosure and education in high school so that people understand what it costs to go to college before they're in their junior year? Let's start a real discussion. Until we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.